This episode has been brought to you by Project Ikute Torah, where we are here to help you learn, live, and love Torah Or and Lakute Torah. To learn more about us, visit projectikutetorah.org. The we're learning this week is the Sitchin for Shabbos Parshas Vayechi Tovshunun Beis. Can be found in Sefer Asitas Tafshman Beis, Felik Aleph, page 228. Actually, the Sitra that we're learning is a combination from the Sitra of Shabbos Parshas Vayechi, but along with the Sitras of Asara Bateves as well, that is, the night going into Asara Bateves, which that year was on a Tuesday, and the Sitra of Asara Bateves itself, and the following Shabbos Parshas Vayechi. The Rebbe starts off by saying that Parshas Vayechi is the very end of the first Sefer of the Hamisha Chum Torah. When we say the first Sefer, we also mean the first as far as Milo and Chashivas, as far as, far as importance as well. Sefer Bereshis, the word Bereshis itself, is also from the word Roish, which means the head. Sefer Bereshis is also called Sefer Hayoshor, the Sefer of the Upright. As the Gemara says, it's the Sefer of Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov, which are called Yesharim, which are called the upright. We know, of course, that Maisa Avois Simen Lobanim, that all of the things of the Avois um, create a Hero and an Asiras Koyach and enable us and give us the Koyach for the Amvoid of all of the children of all Bnei Yisrael that's going to follow Sefer Bereshis, that is starting with the Elish Moiz Bnei Yisrael immediately the next Sefer. And then following along in the following, in all of the four following Sfarim, as well as in all of the 24 Sifrei Kodesh of Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, all the way to the end of Divrei Hayomim, basically the history of B'nai Yisroel for all generations. So in other words, Bereshis is what gives the Koyak to everything that's going to happen to B'nai Yisroel for all times. The Remus says, it's also emphasized in the name and in the content of the Parsha with which we finish the first Sefer in the Torah. The name of the Parsha, of course, is Vayechi, Vayechi Yaakov. Yaakov is known as the Bechira Avos, the chosen of the Avos. And this is the Parsha which summarizes the life of Yaakov and is a culmination of Sefer Hayashor, of this first Sefer, the Sefer of the upright of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And through this Parsha and the Sefer comes down the Koyach to all of the Yidin, to all the generations from all of the Yanum of the Ovois in the Sefer Hayashar. And in fact, the Hamshacha itself, this, the Koyachas itself, the way they are drawn down, is also an way of Yashar. As the Pasuk says, Yashar, Yechazufanei, the upright will see, so to speak, Kvayafel Hashem's face. And ultimately, that all Yidin become, by, in a way, of Yaakov, all the way to the end of all generations. What is the content of the Parsha? The Parsha is about the brachas that Yaakov Avinu gives to his children, and before that also to the children of Yosef, to Ephraim and Menashe, which Yaakov himself says will be like Rupalvin and Shimon. What's the idea of a bracha? You know that bracha is Moloshon Hamshacha. Bracha means that something is being drawn down. That means all of the ideas of Yaakov are being drawn down, are being given to all of his children, to all the twelve Shvatim, which of course include all of the Eden to the end of all time. 
To use the expression of Chazal, Yaakov Avinu loimes. The Yaakov Avinu didn't pass away, because Mazari Bachayim, like his children are alive, so too he is alive. In other words, the Yaakov's life is eternal. How is it eternal? Because it comes down and is expressed by his children, his children's children, to the end of all generations. And that's the Pshat Zari Bakai, because his children are alive. What is real life? Real life is learning Torah, fulfilling what Torah tells us, which Torah is called Chayenu Torah. Torah is our life. And of course, Torah, this is the whole idea of what Yaakov Avinu is all about. As the Apostlet says, Vayokim Eidus B'Yaakov, Vesoyra, Son B'Yisroel, that the Ebrishter has established Eidus as testimony in Yaakov. And the Ebrishter has given Torah to Yisroel. So we see there's this clear connection that what is the idea of Yaakov or Yisroel is the idea of Torah. We finish off Parshas Vayichi, first Sefer of the Torah, and of course we announce Chazak, Chazak, Vinis Chazik, as the Minig Yisroel is. So in other words, what are we saying? That the idea of Vayechi Yaakov itself, that is giving chizuk, that is giving strength to the Avoid of the Yidl for all generations. Now, based on what it's known, the Parshis of the Torah always have a connection to the special time that we read these Parshis of the Torah. So the Rebbe says we could connect the Parshas Vayechi, which is the end of the first Sefer in Torah, the Sefer that we call Sefer Hayoshar, which we said is the Sefer that gives the Nesinas Koyach to the Yidden in all generations, especially Parshas Vayichi. We could connect this to Asar especially according to the Kavias of this year, the year that the Rebbe is saying the Sitha, that Asar was on Tuesday of Parshas Vayichi, and the Shabbos Kodesh of Parshas Vayichi, in which there is the culmination, the Vayichulu, the Shleimus of Asar so Shabbos Parshas Vayetri falls out on Yudalat Teves. Yudalat being Erev and the beginning for Tezvav Teves. Starting already, the Rebbe says at Mincha time already. It's considered already going into the next day. And the significance of Tezvav, as we know, Tezvav is the time where the moon is full. The completion of the month, of the month of Teves. And Yudalat, the Shabbos Yudalat Teves, is the Erev for Tezvav Teves. And so therefore represents the Shlemus of this month, all of Tevis, and specifically of Asorba Tevis, as will be explained later on in the Sifa. The Rebbe explains the Sifbeis. But Hekdim will understand this by first explaining the special union of Asorba Tevis. Asorba Tevis, being one of the four fasts, which their obligation is Midirabono, has a certain stringency over the other fasts, even compared to Tishabov, which Tishabov, we know that the night of Tishabov is as strict as the day of Tishabov, whereas the other fasts, Midrabana, we only fast during the day, not at night. So Tishabov, in a sense, is similar to Yom Kippur, which is Minatayra. But nevertheless, we say that there's a certain comparison between Asura Betevis and Yom Kippur, even more than Tishabov. And that is that we say, Regarding Asara Bateves, that even if it was called out on Shabbos in the time when the calendar was set based on looking at the moon, and this, in, by the way, was also even after the Churban Beis Hamikdash, when there was a Besdin that had Smicha still from Eretz Yisrael, and they would sanctify the month based on looking and seeing the moon, based on witnesses coming. 
So Hasoda Batavi's word to fall out on Shabbos wouldn't be able to be pushed off to another day. Why is that? Because the expression in Tanakh regarding Hasoda Batavi's uses the term Be'etzem Hayoimazer on this very day, a similar term as it's explained, as it's used regarding your Kippur. And therefore, just like in Kippur, we fast on Shabbos, Asar B'teves, were it to be on Shabbos, we would also fast. Why is Asar B'teves so strict? So the Rebbe says the explanation is, we know that the four fasts were all established because of four specific things that happened in connection to the Korban, all following on and is a continuation one to the other in the order of how they happened. On Asara B'teves, the king of Babel surrounded Yerushalayim, brought it into a state of siege. On Shiva Asar Yerushalayim was broken into. Then on Tishimbab, the Beis Amikdash was actually destroyed, and this happened both in the first Korban and the second Korban Beis Amikdash. And finally, on the third day of Tishrei, on Gibel Tishrei, which is Tzoyim Gedalia, Gedalia ben Afikum was killed, and what's the sort of the last remnant of the light of Yisrael was extinguished. Now, since Asara Beteves was the beginning of all of these happenings of the Chorban, and the beginning has a certain strength and a certain stringency over all the rest, and in some ways even stronger than the very end of the whole thing, therefore we say that Asara Beteves has a certain, um, a certain stringency even over the other fasts, which are connected with the continuation and the end of the Korban. But if that's the case regarding the negativity of Asara Bateves, we could also understand regarding the positive aspect of the fast, which the Rebbe is going to explain soon, that Asara Bateves also is the beginning and the opening to all of the good that is hidden in the fasts, and therefore it has a certain advantage again over all the other fasts, including even Tishabot, which we say that Moshiach Tzadkenu is born and is considered, in a sense, the beginning of Golo. Nevertheless, Asara Betelis being the beginning of everything has a certain advantage, as in all matters of Kedusha, that the beginning of something has a special advantage, and again, as will be explained later. To explain all of this, the Rebbe says, let's have a look at the whole idea of what a fast is in the positive sense of the word. So the Pasuk calls a fast a yoin rotsoin La Hashem, a day that's acceptable and an auspicious day for Hashem. And the Alter Rebbe explains in Igeris HaTshuva that a proper fast, an acceptable fast, is a Yom Rotzin, is an acceptable day by Hashem. It's an Eish Rotzin, an auspicious time regarding all matters of Tshuva, with which we could nullify the Chorban and the Golos and bring the Golos. As we know, that Eini Yisrael and the Golan El of the Tshuva, that the way the Golos is going to come is through Tshuva, as the Rambam tells us that the Torah promised us that at the end the Eden will be tshuva, and immediately they will be redeemed. This idea that the whole purpose of the fast is for the idea of tshuva, which will get rid of and nullify the Chorban and the Golos, and will bring the Gula, is emphasized in Ansar Batavis even more than in the other fasts. How so? When the king of Bono placed a siege over Yerushalayim, at the time he didn't actually touch Yerushalayim itself. Neither the houses, surely not the main house, the base Hamikdash, not even the Choyma, the wall surrounding and protecting Yerushalayim, that means even the Choyma was still Bishlemus, nothing was touched yet. The king of Bavel stayed on the outside of the wall. 
Of course, this is not the same with the episodes that followed for which the other fasts were established where the wool was breached already and the Hurban and so on and so forth. But I started to tell you, nothing was touched yet. However, of course, the actual fact that he's able to place a siege over Yerushalayim, surround the Chaimah, surround the wall, and put Yerushalayim under siege, in a way, as the Pasuk says, that people cannot leave, people cannot come, and therefore they also cannot bring in food to the city and so on. Obviously, this is already a negative thing and, 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 and is already a reason for a fast. What is the purpose of the siege on Yerushalayim? But again, only a siege, not touching and affecting Yerushalayim yet. Not even the wall of Yerushalayim. The real purpose for this, from Hashem, of course, was in order to arouse the Yidin to Nuchuvi immediately, so that this whole negative episode will be nullified right from the beginning. In other words, nothing bad will come out of it, none of the negative things of the Churban and the Goals. So in other words, when we speak about the Eisurotzoid, the auspicious time of Asar of as far as Asar of being the day for Tshuva, to nullify the Churban, to bring the Gugula, this is even more so than the other fasts, because on Asar of itself, there was in fact no Churban yet. Even the Chaimba, even the wall around Yerushalayim remained intact. In other words, the only thing that happened on Asar of was that there was something going on to arouse the people to do tshuva, but once they did tshuva, Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash would be able to remain complete, and there would be no korban at all. The Rebbe says, in Dalad v'yashla Yosef, we could add even more in the special idea what Asar Betevis is about, both in this, as far as the beginning of the korban Beis Hamikdash is concerned, as well as, and even more importantly, regarding the beginning of the Geula and the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. That is, regarding the siege of Anirushalayim on Asar Beteves, we find in the Nebuah of Yechdeskel the following passage. The Eidish just says to Yechdeskel, you should take a machavaz barzel, a pan made of iron, and you should place it as a wall, as a separation between you and the city, Yerushalayim, of course, representing the idea that Yerushalayim is going to be under siege. The Rebbe says, this simon for the siege, this sign for the siege, by putting this pan of iron of Barzil, that this is hinting to the Churban Beis HaMikdash. Why specifically was this the sign? So the Rebbe explained because Barzil, iron, was completely not allowed to be used in the Beis HaMikdash. As the Pasuk says, When the Beis HaMikdash was built, and in Shlema it was built with complete stones, and there was no sound heard from axes and, and, and hammers and so on and so forth. Anything called clean bars or any iron tools were not heard and used in the base of Middash as it was built. Why is that? Because the whole idea of iron is connected to the Chorban based on Middash. As the Medrash says, on the passing of Zoysatzumba when the Eden are supposed to be donating to the Mishkan, and it says Zoh or Kesef and Lachoshes, gold, silver, and copper. Says the Medrash, but it doesn't say Barzel, it doesn't say Ayer. Neither by the Mishkan or the Beis Hamikdash. Why not? Because Barzel, this is what Edom is compared to, the ones that destroy the Beis Hamikdash. In other words, we see that the whole idea of Barzel, of Ayer, is associated with Korban and is not used to build the Beis Hamikdash. To fix this up, 
is to know Barzal of Kedusha. There is a Barzal, a holy aspect of Barzal. How is that? The Chazal tell us, Kol Talmud Chochem, any Talmud Chochem, that's not as hard as Barzal, is not considered a Talmud Chochem. He has to have a certain strength inside of him, which is like Barzal. As the Postlet says regarding Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Asher Avonel, Barzal, it is a land that its stones are Barzal or Ayer, says the Gemara, Al Tikri Avonel, don't read it as Avonel, meaning it's stones, Eloboyinel, which means it's builders, referring to the Yidden, and more specifically to Talmud Echachamim. What's the idea of Barzal? A land where Barzal, Oboyinel, Barzal, that its builders or its Talmud Echachamim are Barzal. It's the idea of a stubbornness, but in a positive way. In other words, the strength, and the very, very essence of the depth of the Neshama, which this strength, which is compared to Barzal, is the one that nullifies the negative Barzal, the Barzal of Klipa, which is the stubbornness of the HR. Says the Rebbe, this is all specially connected to Asarabateves. Because as we said before, what was the whole point of the siege without affecting or touching the claim of Yerushalayim? What was the idea of the siege over Yerushalayim? Was only to arouse Yidin to do tshuva, so that... If they do tshuva, then even the chayim of Yerushalayim will remain intact. And in Avoidus Hashem, what this means is protecting and guarding that Torah should be complete. As in the as as it says, Ani zu Torah. In other words, what is the chayim? What is the proper protection? And the chayim, this is Torah, so that Torah should remain intact and perfect and complete. And in a way. As we just said before, in a way of Barzil of Kedusha, in a stubborn and strong way where the Talmud Chacham and the Yid stands very, very strong, not allowing anything to move or to budge Furthermore, even the continuation of what happened by the siege and ultimately the Barzil being used, Ayer being used in destroying the Beis HaMiglish because they didn't end up doing Shuva is really also only that eventually there should be the Shleimus of Barzal of Kedusha, that the ultimate iron of Kedusha should be able to be used in the third base Hamikdash. And the Rebbe explains how that is. The Medrash tells us that Zav, Kesef, and Achoshet, gold, silver, and copper, correspond to the three Abis Avram, Yitzchuk, and Yaakov. Zav, the Medrash says, corresponds to Avram, Kesef corresponds to Yitzchuk, and Achoshet corresponds to Yaakov. Based on what it's known, that the three Bote Mikdash are also corresponding to Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov. The Gemara says, Avram, that says regarding Avram, says the word Har, referring to the Har Amiria, and the place of the base Amigdash called it a Har. And Yitzchok, that regarding Yitzchok, it says he went after the Soga, referring to the same place. And Yaakov, again regarding the same place, the Pesach uses the term bias. And this refers, not only generally, these three, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, in three different terms about the Beis HaMikdash, but it actually refers to the Sinim Bote Mikdash. So if that's the case, says the Rebbe, it now makes sense to say as well that Zav, Kestef, and Achoshes also correspond to the three Bote Mikdash. That Zav, which we said corresponds to Avram, which corresponds to the first Beis HaMikdash, so Zav also corresponds to the first Beis HaMikdash, and Kestef Silver corresponding to the second Beis HaMikdash, and the Choshes corresponding to the third Beis Hamikdash, and the explanation is 
Because since we said before, Yaakov is the union of Torah, so therefore, if that's the case, so also the idea of Nechoshes. Nechoshes literally is copper. But Nechoshes is also from the word Nechosh, which is a snake. And we all know that, of course, that the original, the first snake, represents the whole idea of Klippo. So the idea of copper, which represents the snake, how is it elevated? How is it refined? Through Nechoshes of Kedusha, through the copper of Kedusha, which is mainly in the third base on Migdash corresponding to Yaakov. In other words, Yaakov, which is in his Torah, has the power to transform the Indian of Nechoshes, which is like the Nechosh, and transform it into an Indian of Kedusha. The Rebbe says, if we could add a further point, that Nechoshes also ends to the time of Golos, after the second Kurban, after the Kurban of the second base on Migdash. So that's Nechoshes is mainly referring to the time of the Golos. Whereas the actual time of the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi is hinted not only with the union of Nechoshes, but where they were going and refining something that's even lower than Nechoshes, which is what we were speaking about before, the idea of Barzil. And by refining that which is even lower, the lowest thing, which is Barzil, which is iron. Through this we come to the highest level, which is the Barzil of Kedusha, the iron and that strength of Kedusha. And the Rebbe explains... Zov, Kesef, and Achishas, gold, silver, and copper, going in that order, from the highest to the lowest. So Zov, obviously, is the best. Kesef is a step down. Silver is a step down from gold. And Achishas, copper, is a step lower than the silver as well. The Rebbe says that the idea of Zov, Kesef, and Achishas, we could also see in the Rashi Tevois, which each one of them represent, regarding the way a person's attitude and his service to the Abish, that is Sadaka, and so on, we also see these three levels, how each one is a step down from the other. The Rebbe says the word Zav, which is gold, of course, Zav is the Rosh Hashanah, Zeh Hanoisein Bori. Literally translated, this is a person that's giving his Sadaka when he's healthy, not waiting for problems. He's happily giving and donating even when everything is going okay. Kestef, is an abbreviation for the words Kesheyesh Sakonas Pachad. That means there's already some problems, he's already worried about something, and he's now giving Sadaka because there's some sort of concern, some sort of fright. Nechoyshes is a step lower than that. And that is in the, stands for Nesinas This is the person that's ill, a person that's sick. So he's already not only in a state of Pachad, he's already sick, and he's saying, Oh, give Sadaka. So we can see that Zav, Kestev, and Achoshes, in Avoidist Hashem, and the giving of Tzedakah, each one is going down a level in when he's finally calling out to the English ready to do his mitzvah and give Tzedakah, and so on. The Rebbe says, now we could once again relate it to the three sages. That Zav represents the time of the Mishkan, or the first base Hamikdash, which was in a perfect state, in a time when Eden were on a very high level, and so on. And that's why Zehanoisin Bori Yidin are like in a healthy state. Based on Migdash is in a perfect state, Yidin are on a high level. Kesef represents the second base on Migdash when there was five major things missing at the base on Migdash. And that's why it's Kesef, we said, is a Rosh Tavist. And that there is a Sakonas Pachad, there's already a certain danger, there's a worry that Chas Vesholem maybe will be another Korban based on Migdash. And finally, the union of Nechoshes, copper, 
which is even lower than silver and gold, represents the time of Golos, that because we don't have the base Hamikdush, Yidin are in a state of like a sick person, that's now saying to give the tzedakah. In other words, this is already like the koila, like the sick person that's asking and begging the Amishter to give. And to give as the Amishter knows how to give in the best way possible, to give us the third base Amikdash, which will be the perfect base Amikdash, even more perfect than the first base Amikdash in the Mishkan. This is the base Amikdash that's made by Hashem himself. As the Zoya says, Binyana the Kuchabrichu, the building by Hashem, the eternal base Amikdash, after which there is no Korban. So that's Zoya of Kestef and Achoshis. Says the Rebbe, the ultimate eternity and everlasting aspect of the third base Amikdash, the fact that it's coming after a Korban of the first base Amikdash and the second base Amikdash, and now we have an eternal base Amikdash after which there is no Korban, is mainly hinted in that strength of Barzel, but a Barzel of Kedusha, an iron, something that's strong and solid and not to be destroyed. To explain this a little bit more, says the Rebbe, in the language of Kabbalah and Chastidus and Sif it is known that the word Barzel, which is the word for iron, is a Roshetavis of Bilha, Rachel, Zilpa, and Leah. Of course, they are the four wives of Yaakov, the mothers of the twelve Shemotin, and corresponding to these four great women, there is also four levels in the feminine side of Kalipa. As it says regarding Oig, there is also an expression of Barzel. It says, Arsoi Eris Barzel. His bed was a bed of ire. And that's the Barzel of Kalipa, which is the opposite of the four Imohis, of the four mothers in the side of Kedusha, which again we said was Bila. Rachel, Zilpa, and Leah. In fact, the Rebbe says, the order over here, within Barzel, that first comes Bila, and then comes Rachel. We know that Bila was the maidservant, and she's coming before Rachel. Zilpa, and then Leah, again, the maidservant, before the mistress. So this itself really is also a savior of Klippa, as in the verse, Shivcha Kisirash Gevirta, it seems to be that the maidservant is taking over and inheriting and overpowering powering the mistress, the maiden servant before the mistress. But the Rebbe says that in Kedusha there is also the idea of Barzal, as we just said before. And therefore there could be this idea of Shivcha, the maidservant, before the mistress. This could also itself be in a positive way as well, something in Kedusha. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says we're going to understand this by first generally explaining the Milo of the Imlohois over the Omois. We know that by Avraham Avinu it says that the Abishah told Avraham Avinu, Whatever Sara tells you, listen to her voice. And as Hazal tells us, that Avraham was secondary to Sara as far as prophecy is concerned. And this is actually similar to the way things are going to be when Mashiach comes when we say Nekeva. To Soyim Gever, that the woman is going to surround and going to be higher than the husband, than the man, whereas the person, Asia Schayil, Ateris Bailu, the woman of valor, is the crown of her husband. In the Spheroist, this is that the Sphero of Malchus is going to be elevated above all the Spheros. As in the famous statement, Soyf Maise, the Machshav of Trilo, that which comes in the end of the action, seemingly the last and the lowest thing, but in the Abish, the Slot Kavayofel, that's the highest and the first. 
And because that's the way it's going to be when Mashiach comes, that's why in a similar way it was already by the Avois, that sorrow, the Imois, are greater in a sense than the Avois, as the Razal tell us that there were three people that the Abishta gave them to taste in this world, similar to Elam who are these three people? Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov, regarding whom it says those famous three words, Bakoil, Mikoil, and Koil. Just like we say this regarding the Imois compared to the Avois, in a similar way, we say this regarding the Shvachos, the maidservants, that is Bila and Zilpa, compared to Rachel Aleo. As it says by Rachel, when she gives her maidservant Bila to Yaakov, the Pasta says, I will be built up, in other words, I will gain because of her. So the way it works is as follows. The Imois rib. <coughs> Represent Malchus of Atzilus. The Shvachos, the maidservants, represent Malchus as it's coming down to the worlds of Biyat, to the lower worlds of Bri, Yitzhira, and Asiya. The Pasuk says, Even Ma'asu Haboinim, Hoysola That stone that the builders sort of despised suddenly became like the corner stone, suddenly became so important. That means the Ovois. There are the Boyim, the ones that build Malchus, so to speak, by marrying the Imois, which we just said represent Malchus. So on their own, they didn't want to marry the maidservants because even lost to Haboyim, because they despised the idea of having to go down into the lower world and to be out, which is the idea of what the maidservants represent. Nevertheless, Davka through their marriage with the Shvois, that means with the maidservants, that is with Malchus, as Malchus comes down into the lower worlds of Biyah. Davka, that is the way Malchus is rebuilt in its most perfect form, as we said before, Shivchuk, Hisiraj Nevirto, that the maidservant, so to speak, is overtaking even the mistress, but in a positive way. And it was Davka by going down into Biyah, Malchus gains, and it becomes even bigger and better. Just like the way it works with the Imois, the Dabka by the Elvis marrying the Shvachos. So there was something much more to be gained. In a similar way, we can now explain also regarding the Beis HaMikdush. It's explained that the reason why the Beis HaMikdush was built out of stone specifically, different to the Mishka, which was made out of wood, to such an extent, we say we're not allowed to build any wood that's actually sticking out, protruding, in the Beit HaMikdash. The reason for this is, so this explains, because it's similar to the way things are going to be when Mashiach comes. When we say that when Mashiach comes, the level of Malchus, that lowest sphere, is going to be higher than the higher than the spheroids of the Zalams, the Eiran bin, the higher spheroids. As we just said, Aishas Chayila Teres Baila, the woman of valor, in this case Malchus, becomes like the crown to her husband. Since that's the way things are going to be when Mashiach comes, that Malchus is going to be elevated. This is exactly why the Beis HaMikdash is built from the inanimate objects, from stones, which represent the sphere of Malchus, as opposed to being built from Atzei Shittim, from wood, from something from the plant kingdom, which would represent the spheres of the Eiran, the higher spheres of Atzilus, to represent this idea of the Mila Davka of Malchus, Davka of the stones, the way things are going to be when Mashiach comes. Nevertheless, it stops over there. It was only built out of stones. It still wasn't built out of bars, a lot of iron, which represents something even lower than stones. 
Stones represent Rav Malchus, as we just said. But what would iron? What would Barzil represent? Malchus, the way it goes down into Biyah, into the lower worlds. Similar to what we said before about the Shvachos, about the the mainsterals are like the Sefirah of Malchus going down into Biyah. Says the Rebbe, the Yeshuaimar. Then the base of Mikdash of Law said, Lomi, the base of Mikdash, the way it's going to be when Mashiach comes, then it's going to be this Galas, then it's going to be revealed the real Mila, the real advantage and the virtue of Malchus. Not only as Malchus is in the world of Asilos, but mainly as it goes down into the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. And how is this going to express itself in the special strength, not only of stones, but even of Barzil, even of iron, which is even stronger and more solid than so. As the Pasuk says, Eretz Asher Avonel Barzel. So that's Malchus, the way it comes down, but again, as we said, not only remaining as stones, but something even lower than that. Similar to the way we said, the advantage of the Shvachis compared to the Moites, that that's Davka, the way Malchus is built and elevated in the highest way, which as we said before, is hinted in this Rosh Hashanah of Barzel, being Bilarachil Zopaleo. Just summarize the main points of what we learned in this last little section over here, where the Rebbe is explaining it all started off with a Navua Vecheskel hand, where he was supposed to take something of Barzil, a pan of Barzil, a pan of iron, and this is supposed to be, and he's supposed to put this between himself and the city of Yerushalayim. This is meant to be as a sign that there's going to be a siege over Yerushalayim, the idea of Golos. Barzil represents the need of Golos. Barzil's destruction and so on and so forth. But the Rebbe explained that, of course, everything is all for ultimately the Aliyah that's going to come out of it, to the way it's going to be elevated and transformed in the highest and best way. And therefore, the Rebbe explained what Barzil is all about in a positive way. And the Rebbe was explaining how in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash and so on and so forth, Barzil is not used to build the Beis Hamikdash. Davkilo Ostedlobi, the Rebbe is saying, Barzil itself is going to be transformed. The iron itself is going to be transformed and be elevated and be able to be used even for the base Hamikdash. And the Rebbe was explaining this based on a Rosh and the word Barzil representing Bilo, Rachel, Zilpah, Leah. How dear too we see this idea, the special advantage of the Shvachos, of the May servants, even compare, comparing them to Rachel and Leah. Says the Rebbe in Sivov, perhaps we could say, and here's a tremendous chidush of the Rebbe, and the Rebbe says that this idea of the Shleimus, this perfection of Barzil of Kedusha, that we say is going to be his gala, the special advantage of Barzil of the third Beis HaMikdash, is going to express itself not only in the fact that the Beis HaMikdash is going to be eternal and everlasting, in other words, more the spiritual idea of Barzil, but the Rebbe says also it's going to express itself the fact that the building of the base on Mingdash will be built not only from stone, but even from iron as well. Then his iron will be used as part of the building of the base on Mingdash. And this is a big Kiddush of the Rebbe right over here. And the Rebbe says, we quoted before a message that says, regarding the different things being given for the Mishkan, it says there's Zov and Kesef and all of that, but not Barzil. Because Barzil was something iron that destroyed the base on Mingdash. But that's only referring to the first and second base of English that were destroyed by Barzil. 
Where is the third base of Migdash, which is the everlasting base of Migdash, which cannot be destroyed? So there's nothing to worry about the negative barzil of Klippa, because the whole idea of barzil of iron of Klippa will be nullified. And therefore, we can and we should use the idea of iron also in the building of the base of Migdash in order to emphasize the special idea of transforming iron, this same iron that destroyed the base of Migdash is now going to be used as something in building the base Hamikdash. Says the Rebbe, we can actually see this in a posik. And this is all hinted in a posik. The Rebbe says we have a posik in Divrei Ayyamim, regarding David preparing all of the different things for the building of the base Hamikdash. So the posik says, David Amalek says, Hachi noisi lebeis alei kai, I have prepared for the house of Hashem, Hazov, Lizov, I prepared gold for all the things that need gold. The Akesef, Lekesef, and the silver and the copper. And then he says, Habarzel, and the iron. And the Apostles describes how much iron there was with Barzel and how much iron was there. Mayo Elef Kikrim, a hundred thousand Kikar, which is a tremendous amount. What is all that Barzel used for? Says the Rebbe. The main Barzel, the Iker and the Shleivus is going to be by the Mikdash, Beis Hamikdash, the third Beis Hamikdash, which is going to be built through David Malka Meshicha, which is going to be built not only from gold, silver, and copper, but even from Barzilos. Rebbe says, instead of Zion, based on all of this, we can now understand how Asar of is also like the beginning of the building of the third Beis Hamikdash, that is, even though the siege of Asar of was the thing that started the whole chain of events of the Churban Beis HaMikdash. But since the whole purpose of this is only that ultimately the Beis HaMikdash should be rebuilt, the everlasting eternal Beis HaMikdash. So therefore it follows that the beginning of the episodes of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash really are in essence the beginning of the building of the third Beis HaMikdash. And this is hinted in that sign that was given for the siege of Asara Batavis, which we said that the Abish tells Yechezkel take him pan of iron, place it as a wall of iron, it will be a sign for the hidden about the siege. But the Rebbe says the whole kavana, the whole purpose, the whole pathless at the beginning of Horbin, through the barzel, through the art of Klippa, is that ultimately should be Nizgala, should be revealed the shleim was of barzel of Kedusha in the third base of Mikdush. Says the Rebbe in Sifres, all of this will become even more gishmak by seeing the connection to the Gukul Asido, how it's also hinted in the timing of Astara Batavis. Khoidish Kaibis, the Rebbe says, is the tenth month, of course, counting from Nisa, right? Khoidish Rasiri, Khoidish Tavis, a possibly we know from the Megillah. Counting the months for Khoidish Nisa, which is Khoidish Agula. So we have the tenth month of Khoidish Tavis. Within the tenth month itself is the tenth day, Asara Batavis, Asiri Shabasini. To use the wording of the Pasuk, the tenth is holy, which is of course also a hint to the Shlemus, to the perfection of the Gupulo Asido, which we will have. All the things in the most perfect number of ten, Ali it says, we're going to have the harp of ten strings and the tenth song and the tenth poro and the tenth counting, and Eritisol will be a land not only of seven nations but of ten nations. So 10 is all connected to the Shlemus of the Gulu Asinga. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, Chodesh Teves, especially the 10th day of Teves, 
Kodesh Tain is the Gemara describes as a month, Shahaguf Nanaminaguf, simply meaning it's a time of winter, it's a cold time. So there's the body warmth where one body has has pleasure from another body. But the Rebbe says that Kavayochel, this is also referring to the Eimishter, that the essence of the Eimishter is having Hanoah, Kavayochel from the goof of every single yid. And the Rebbe says this refers mainly to the time of La'asid Lavoi. We're focusing on the goof, because La'asid Lavoi, we say that the goof is going to be elevated to such a high level that even the Neshama is going to get its sustenance from the goof, and Kavayochel, even the Eimishter is getting his Hanoah from the goof. Says the Rebbe, this is even more emphasized, this year, when I saw Rebbe Tevis, is on Tuesday. On Yerushalishi, on the third day of the week, when we add twice Kitoyev. The second time the Pasuk says Kitoyev, that's the double, the second time, is regarding when the to creates the grass, and the plants, the trees, and so on and so forth, that have seeds in it that can keep on producing more plants and more trees and more fruits and so on. In other words, you have the seed that includes the beginning of the growing of the fruits and so on. In a similar way, a sort of a tevith, which is on Tuesday, in this Kviyas, so that emphasizes even more that really the whole idea of a korban and a golos is similar to planting or to sowing, which is all about the growth that it's going to bring. In this case, of course, the korban, which is really the seed for the gula. And it's known that the whole Golos is actually compared to a state of sowing, as the Prophet says, that the Abish just says to Ayochli's planting and sowing in the ground, which the idea of sowing or planting is to gain something much, much more than you have invested, than you have put in into the ground. As the Razal tells us, the Gemara says, when a person puts in a sa'ah, which is, of course, a certain measurement, into the ground, it's only in order to take out a number of kurim, many much more than he put into the ground. And ultimately, it's to get out ain soy, it's to get an unlimited amount because there's the fruits and the fruits of the fruits and so on and so forth forever and ever. So it's all to bring out the believable because of that seed that you have planted. And in a similar way, again, going back to the union of the korban, the whole idea of asura is like a seed being planted, of course, only to bring out the ghoul. And through this is Nizgala, and it becomes the Shleim Safed, the perfect good, the ultimate good, of course, of the Gula, and the building of the Beis Hamikdash, which is the Gula, the eternal Gula, and the eternal Beis Hamikdash, the third Gula, and the third Beis Hamikdash, and the Pasuk says, the third day we will get up and live before Hashem, referring to the third Beis Hamikdash, the time where we're going to live and we're going to re- and be here forever. Says the Rebbe in Sivtes. Based on all of this, we can also explain the connection to Parshas Vayechi, which is the end of the first Sefer. We call it before the Sefer Hayoshar, within Torah. And now this is the Chazak, Chazak, Veneschazik, the special koyas that this gives us for all of the following story. Since the first Sefer of the Torah finishes off with how the Yidnark in Mitzrayim, Vayechi Yaakov, Be'eretz in Mitzrayim, Yaakov is living in Mitzrayim in the beginning of the Parsha. The end of the parasha by Yisim and Mitzrayim, how Yosef is placed in the Oroin in Mitzrayim. And this starts the whole Golos, as is emphasized also in the whole continuation of the beginning of Parsha Shmois, which we were going to read in the Minchah part of the The Eil of Shmois, B'nai Yisrael, Amboim Mitzrayim, where the Yidin come to Mitzrayim. And it continues right into the enslavement 
um, in Mitzrayim after Yosef passes away and was placed in a coffin in Mitzrayim. So obviously we need a chizu, we need something to give us strength for the whole time of Golos until the time when we're going to go out of the Golos to the Golos. To use the words of Chazal, Reuven v'shiwe nachsen, Reuven v'shiwe went down into Golos. Reuven v'shiwe nachsen, Reuven v'shiwe come up out of Golos. In other words, the whole idea of going down into Golos is of course to go out of Golos. Or as it says in the very, very end of all the 24 Sifrei Kodesh and whole Tanakh, the very end of Divrei Ayomim, the Pesach says, Hashem Melekei HaShemayim, God of the heavens, Pokadolai commanded me to build a house in Yerushalayim, Mi Bohem Yikol Amwe Hashem Melekov Imwe Vayal, whoever is from his nation, Hashem is with him, he should go up, to go up to the Gula to build a Beit HaMikdosh. But to build a greater base on English, as the Apostle says, Godly Yekweda Bayis Azor Acharoin Minorishoin, that this last base on English will be greater than the first, which is mainly referring to, of course, the third base on English. What is the special chizub that we get? What is that special strength and encouragement that we get for the time of Golos? Is Vayechi Yaakov. Yaakov, we mentioned before already, is the idea of Torah. Torah is called the Kabbal and Tzoy, that middle line. The middle pillar, or the Bria Hatiroin, the Mishkan, we had that middle pole, the middle hinge on the walls of the Mishkan that was Mamriya, that went all the way from one end all the way to the other end. It goes from the highest level down to the lowest level. So this explains this is a level that goes from the highest level to the lowest level without any changes, without being affected and impacted in any way. And that reveals the real strength and the real Mitzvah, Titein Emes L'Yakov, the Emes of Yaakov, something that doesn't change, something that doesn't that doesn't get affected by its surroundings. And the Mitzvah, its state of eternity, as we say about Yaakov Avinu, Loi Meis, and therefore Davki Yaakov Avinu, which has this meaning of Emes. And Mitzvah, he is the one from whom the strength comes to B'nai Yisrael for the whole time of Golos. And even as they go down in Golos, they have and they have true life according to Torah. Which Davkin, this is emphasized the real strength and mitzchis and eternity of B'nai Yisrael as they've been as Gala, of course, mainly by the Gula, that eternal Gula and eternal Beis Hamikdash, the third Gula and the third Beis Hamikdash, which are all connected to the third one of the Ovois, which is Yaakovim. More specifically, the Chizuk, that strength and encouragement that we get for the whole time of Golos, till the Gula and Mitis Vashlewa, is through the idea of Zaroi Bachai. That means, since the eternity of Yaakov is emphasized and is revealed in his children, in the continuation of his children and his children's children throughout all the generations and the way they are going to conduct themselves in their daily life in the way of Yaakov. And that, Bapoil Mamish, is Megala that reveals the Nitzchi, is that eternity of the Gaula Asida and the third base Amigdash, which corresponds to Yaakov. And this is specifically emphasized in the continuation of the parashu, where the Apostle says, by Yishtachu Yisrael Yaakov bow down towards the head of the bed. Why does he bow down to the head of the bed? Rashi tells us, I'll show because all of his children were tzaddikim. Yaakov goes ahead and benches all the twelve shmatim. And it says, he benches all of them, includes all of the shmatim. Meaning to say, that having all the twelve shmatim, which include, of course, all of B'nai Yisrael, 
Davka there, inside of them, is Nimshach, is drawn in and revealed the eternity of Yaakov's life, Ayachi Yaakov, all the way till the end of all generations, which in this Koya, the Yidin go out and come up out of Golos, to the Gula Nitzchus, to the everlasting Gula. Says that Ebevi Yashuimar, that this idea of Zari Bafkayim, that his children are alive, that his children are acting in his ways, this is also hinted that the whole idea of Golos is really only about a zri, is about a planting or a sowing that includes what the, the what's going to grow out of it by the gula, and this is the chizuk for the whole time of golas because we know that what's going to grow, what's going to come out by the gula, is all happening through our actions during the time of golas, which is like sowing and planting for what's going to be by the gula. Now we can understand very clearly the connection between parshas vayechi. And Asara Batavis. Because Asara Batavis emphasizes the idea that the beginning of the Khurban and the Golos and that siege over Yerushalayim is really about a beginning of a building of the Mikdash Asid in the most strongest, most powerful, and eternal way. And it's exactly what we read in Parshat Vayachi as well, which is emphasizing that right at the beginning of the Golos, going down into Mitzrayim, really right there is included. And it's the beginning already. For the Gulagitzkas, for the eternal Gula, similar to the idea of sowing, which includes everything that's going to grow out of it in an eternal way. There were points out this idea of Zuriya is similar to the words Zaroi Bakayim, because Yaakov Avinu also has his children that are going to be alive forever, continuing this path. The Rebbe says this will be make it to make this even more gishmak is the connection between Zaroi Bachayim, this idea of his children being alive, to the strength that we spoke before about uh, that iron has. We said before that the Khurban Beis Migdosh was through the barzel through iron of Klipa. But really, that itself is the beginning for the strength of Barzel, which is going to be in the third Beis Migdosh. And the explains how this is connected to the idea of Zari Bachayim. Since Zari Bachayim, what does Zari Bachayim mean? That all of the 12 Shvatim are perfect, are Tzadikim. Who are the 12 Shvatim? The 12 Shvatim are the children of those four mothers, which we said their Rosh Hashanah is Barzal, Bil Arachel, Zilpa, and Leo. These are the 12 Shvatim and Barzal of Kedusha. These are Avonel, Barzal, those stones, so to speak, of Barzal. Or as we said before, Avonel, we said before, it's also the word Boinev, referring to the Talmud Chachomim. But the Rebbe says it could also be Avonel from the word of Beren, meaning to say that the Shavotik are the Bonib, they are the children of Barzel, of these foreign wives. Meaning to say that through the strength of the Shavotim, of these great Sadikim and all matters of Kedusha, because they are Avonel, Barzel, they are sons of Barzel. They are such strength, so they have the power to transform the Barzel of Kalipo, which destroyed the base of Mingdash, to a Barzel of Kedusha in the building of the third base of Mingdash. Says that Ebbe in Sifu, and all of this is a special advantage in our generation, especially this year. This generation is the very last generation of Golos, the very first generation of the Gula. And the notification and the announcement of Kloid the Yosef of our generation. So named because of the first Yosef, which was the one that announced that Elikim Popi, which is going to remember you and take you out of this land to the land that was promised Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. 
to the US if an Aaron generation announced that all of our actions have been completed already and all of the times and limits are up already and we have done tshuva already and we finished all of the preparations. And as the Rebbe calls it, the biggest preparations. Everything is mulch and lusad, everything is ready for that big feast. Allah said, Lavoy, Agdullah and the Shreyra Bor, and the Yayin Amashur. Especially this year, says the Rebbe, this year is especially connected to the Kainzangullah, to the end of the time of Golos, to the beginning of Gula and the Gula itself, because Kalukalak, it's we finished all the limits already. The year called Hoyate, Shlasnefloy's Ball, or also Bakoil, Bakoil Mikolkol, the year of great miracles, referring mainly to the Gula Amitis Vashleim with Rubashiach Sadkainu, as we say, Kimet Seis, Chameyaretz Mitzrayim, that's similar to the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the Avish does do it to show us amazing miracles when Mashiach comes, which then Bakoil Mikol Koil, all of our things will be in a wondrous way in a way of Nefloy's. But Oyndvik, more importantly, Bakoil Mikol Koil, is as we said earlier, the Sikha, this is the level of the Amois, which the Abish there has given them a taste from Oilam Habo. And the Shleim was of this, the perfection of this, by the Abois of all the Eden, and therefore automatically also by all the Eden, will be, of course, Lassid Lavoil. All three Abois will get up. Together with them, the four Imois, first of all, referring to Sarifka Rachel Aleya, but also the four mothers of the Shvatim referring to Bila Rachel Zilpa Aleya. And not only will they also get up, what we said in the cave, but to say in Gever, the woman will be even surrounding or higher than the men. And Asia's high, Latera's Bila, the woman of valor, will be the crown of her husband. As is emphasized in the order of the Rajatevas and Barzel, as we said before, together with of all the Eden, of all the generations, Akitsu and Adonu, Shoshli offer those that are lying, resting in the dust, will get up and sing. Especially all the Eden in our generation. Neshamois, Chayim, living Neshamois in living bodies, without any interruption in life at all, together with the nasty of our generation and our head, and all together we come to our holy land, the land of Chito, Soino, of wheat and barley, Geffen, Soino, of the grapes and the figs, and the pomegranates, and the olives, of the oil and the honey, referring to the dates, Eretz Asher Avonah, land which its stones are, are on iron, as we explained before, and there itself, empty the Shalai, Kodesh, and the base Hamidah, Shashlishi, in which we will have the Shleimus and Barzil of Kedusha, and therefore in our generation, and in this year specifically it's emphasized even more, the Chizuk that we get, and understanding of the whole purpose of the, um, and the Tachlis of the Gula, that we have already right in the beginning of the Golos, especially after all of our avoids that we've done throughout the Golos, so that the Gula Nitzchus comes together with the Beis Amigdash the eternal Gula, the eternal Beis Amigdash, practically down there in a revealed way, and then we see that instead of the siege on Yerushalayim, we get the Taklis Ar-Gavu, we get the greatest expansion of Yerushalayim. And the Pasuk says that it will just become bigger and broader and longer. And it will sit there without a wall, without any limitations on the wall. Because Yerushalayim is going to spread out to all of Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael will spread out to the whole world. And instead of Barzal, instead of the Iron of Klippa, which is connected to the Chorban base Amidlish, We'll have the Shleibus of Barzal of Dusha and the Binya based on Mingdash Ashlishi. And based on all of this, as the Rebbe, we can understand in Sitri Dalaf, the Rebbe says, we can understand the Ayurah, the Rastinas Koya, the special Koya that we take from Parshas Vayichi regarding Maisib Apoyal. We have the idea of Zaroi Bachayim, that is, to strengthen ourselves even more with our Machshava Dibur of Maisa. 
and in a, with a strength, an eternal and everlasting strength, in planting and sowing all matters of Torah and Mitzvah, which will immediately bring to the growth of the Gula. And the Rebbe says, practically, first of all, regarding Zaroid, that means how we should deal with our own children. As far as Aira, the Rebbe says, we should strengthen ourselves in educating our sons and our daughters, including educating our Talmudim with a toikif nitzchi, with a very great strength that should continue and go on so strongly that even when the father or the teacher, the Mechalech, is not actually involved with the Shulich, of course he's continuing to do other things for many good and healthy years. But nevertheless, child continues acting in that way because the Shulich was in such a way similar to sewing, which is going to bring results for his children and children's children to the end of all generations, Zari Bachayim, and that's Dafka where you see the real eternity of the life of the Mechanic. That's the Pshat Hu he continues to live on because the, the, the one getting the education continues acting on that for all future generations. And so too regarding all the other Pu'uloids, all the other activities that we do which are called Zuiya, which are also like sowing and planting, that every single detail, every one little action or speech or thought that we do are done in such a strong way, a way of planting, that in the continuation it brings to the growth of many, many more good deeds. Fruits and fruits of fruits for the end of all time. And again, here too, just even once you've finished doing the act, I'll be told you, you are able to stop doing that particular act, whether it's because you're going to do something else, whether it's because you are taking a rest in order to get more, more koyach, to be able to do more things afterwards. Um, similar to the time when you're going to sleep and the Nisham is going up to get more light. So then you might need to take an interruption in your actions, in your speech, and even in your thoughts. But nevertheless, it's unless it's in a way of Zari Bahaim, that means the effects continue to were and to have an effect that it's not only a one-time thing that finishes as soon as you're completed doing it, but rather it's a living act that keeps on going and going on forever because it's similar to sowing and planting, which keeps on producing more and more fruits, Adem Soy, and that's what really brings out the eternity of life, Ubachayin, every single act that one does throughout his life. And that is done by revealing the Yaakov aspect inside the Yid, by Yaakov, Yaakov stands for Yud, okay, what does that mean? Yud represents that pintal in Yid, the Nukudas Hayad, the Etzim the essence of the Neshama that's inside of the Yid because it's a part of Hashem, a Felikali Kami Mal Mamish. And therefore, it has a Yud, which is the Yud of the Shem Havaya. The Yud is the first letter of the whole name. And this penetrates the whole person all the way down, all the way down to his heel and to the Aki. And that's why it's noticeable that strength of the etzimah of the neshama in every single activity that the person does, that it's all done in a way of zuriya. Every single act that he does is like planting something that keeps on producing more and more fruit. That the planting of this one individual act or one does should eventually, should immediately bring the smicha, the growth of the gogula, as the Rambam passes as the one mitzvah. The one action, the one speech, the one machshava, you could tip the scale for yourself and the whole world with kafskus and bring salvation for the whole world. And then every single yid will have chayin nitzchim eternal life in the literal sense of the word, starting from the yidin in our generation. Being the shomois in body, for long and healthy years. 
Not only 147 years like Yaakov lived. Not only 180 years like Yitzchak lived. But eternal life. And so too regarding all the end of all the previous generations which will all get up. And regarding the, all the Yidden, of course, in future generations, Ah, Soiv Kaladovitz. Concludes the Yerotzi that the Achlote itself, by adding another mitzvah in a way of Zuria again, like you're planting something, even before we go ahead and do it, just Achlote for it, should already be the Zuria. This itself should be like the plant which will bring the gold of the Poyal Lamesh, and immediately on this Shabbos Kodesh, the Shabbos Chazak of the first Sefer and Torah, which includes the strength that's given. For all five Kumashim and for all 24 Sifri Kodesh, all the way till the end of Divri Ayomim, which we said before finishes off with the words Vayib Vayoal, which is referred to the Alir from the Golas to the Gula. And even before when reading Minchavel Shwez Bene Yisrael Aboy Mitzrayim, which should already be like Reuven, Vishim, and Salkan, that Reuven and Shim and all the 12 Shotim are going up out of Golas, together with the Ois and the Imois and Moshe and I'll read along with them. Together with Lesti Doireinu, the Yosef of our generation. That loyim mace that did not pass away, similar to Yaakov Avinu. It says Eiler Tolis Yaakov Yosef. So just like Yaakov Avinu, in a similar way, things of Yaakov are carried over to Yosef. The Rebbe is referring to Yosef Shabbatereinu. So the Rebbe says, as we know, the whole idea really of every nasi is related to Yaakov Avinu. The word nasi itself is a roshatevus and the a spark shall Yaakov Avinu. And through this, kashras from the bittle to the nasi andoir. This idea is also drawn down to each and every person of the generation, simply meaning the take of a miyad mamish. Yoisit, again similar to the word Yoisit, Hashem should once again stretch out his hand and gather all the Yidin from all four quarters of the world, our young and our old, our sons and our daughters. The Abishta himself takes each and every Yidin by the hand and takes him from his place, as the Pesach says, and brings back all the Yidin together with himself that the Yibishter himself also goes out of Golis, together with all the Shuls and the Bati Medrish, and the house of Gemilat Chasodim, together with all the Sfarim and the Kismei Yad and Chutz Laretz, starting with the Shul of the Beis Medrish of Kavoyt Kedusha Sloyed of Afami Admoras Yidreinu, in which we are in right now, based on Abbeinu Shabbatim. And so to all the private houses of each and every Yid, that were made into houses of Toyerot, Fila, and Gemilat Chasodim, together with Kasfumas all on their silver and their gold with them, all going to our holy land, Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh, Bezamidosh, Ashlishi. Each and every one of us will be able to point with our fingers and say, Hine, here is Moshiach Tzadkeinu. Here is Kvayit Kedusha, Tzadkeinu, Bechamiyah, Admor, Nesidereinu. Hine, Yerakadu, here is Hashem, Zahavayit. And here is the set table that is set and prepared for the Suda of the Leviosun, the Shainabor, and the Ayin Amishumor. At the end of which, David Amalek, David Malcolm, Shinko says, I will bench. It's appropriate for me to bench. And already starting from the Suda of Weitzoi Shabbos Kodesh. In addition to the Suda, the wine and the Mizoinus, that we have the Fabrengen of Shabbos, which is similar to the Yoyim Shakuli Shabbos, the Menuchel Chayoy So we also have Weitzoi Shabbos, the Malav Malka, which is called the Suda of David Malka Mashiach, especially that Weitzoi Shabbos on Sunday is the 15th day in which the moon is complete, Mood of Kodesh Heves, which surely. This will have a malka will be made, but Ruiz Peir Vahadur, the glorious and beautiful way, the Oivu Oifer, that it should be made together with David Malka Mashiach Bereshainu, because already before this, already on the day of Shabbos Kodesh, we will come with the clouds of heaven, Lar Tseinu Akadosh, Shalir Shalai, Mirak Kodesh, Lar Kodesh, Lebesam Mikdosh, and to the Kodesh Hakodosh.